0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Burning and Down Racing Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bryson Foster, and I'm joined by...
1: Ben Walton. This week, we're going to be looking back at Phoenix and taking a look at what's going on in Atlanta. A lot of different news, and we've got a couple good discussion topics for you this week.
0: Yeah, we do. Phoenix was very interesting, high-paced, action-packed racing. Uh, in Atlanta we're hoping will be the same this weekend without further ado let's get into it right Austin Cendric wins the Xfinity series race a defending champion has been very dominant to start the season uh and and he wins this race uh he was in control there's a late restart um just like last year but Cendric was really in control the whole race notable finishes Ty Gibbs second Brandon Brown a career best Third place finish for Brandon Built Racing in the sixty-eight. Bailey Curry a career best finish, and the seventy-four for Mike Harmon Racing finished seventh. Then you have uh, JJ Yaley in thirteenth for Rick Ware Racing. Ben, some kind of smaller teams ran up front and finished well in these races.
1: Yeah, and while the smaller teams were. Having some good runs, you'll get some guys with the bigger team. Namely, I'm going to just jump right into it. Josh Berry uh, gets involved in a wreck coming out of turn two. I think he made some contact with Santino. Ferrucci gets squeezed up, hits the wall, heads over to turn three, gets spun out, or has, uh, I believe right retire goes down. And as the field's coming back around, he gives, I believe it was Ferrucci, the double bird. So, oh, that was quite funny to see. But, yeah, Cindric. Um, like you said, coming out to make a good case to make his second Xfinity Series championship as he'll be moving up to Cup Series this year.
0: Yeah, to your point about Josh Berry, Junior Motorsports did not have a good weekend at the track. Uh, Berry crashing out. He had that uh, kind of feud with Santino Ferrucci. The double bird was thrown. Michael Annette wrecked. He had an engine failure. Noah Gragson had an engine failure. Noah Gragson has DNF'd in three races this season. Not a good start for that team. Ryan Sieg, also a big name there for RSS. Uh, He crashed. And then Justin Haley also got involved in a wreck. So some big names were taken out of contention early um, from, you know, crashes and or engine problems. Uh, Ben, thoughts on junior motorsports struggles uh, to start the season?
1: Yeah, they continue. Uh, I think Allgaier had a top 10 run, uh, but I think that was around ninth. so back half. But, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate to see them struggle so much. Uh, I think Chevy as a whole hasn't been fantastic. Uh, It's tough when you got, I guess, more just for junior motorsports. Almondinger had the good run and and win at Vegas. Um, Weid-Snyder wins at Homestead. But, I mean, the... The manufacturer as a whole hasn't been fantastic. Uh, Collegg kind of actually seems to be more of the flagship team right now. Jeff Bur- Jeb Burton is kind of, I believe, third in points right now. So they're running well, but, yeah, I mean, they need to pick it up. They just don't have the raw speed, and when they do, it's just bad luck.
0: Yeah, so to your point, Justin Haley did crash. Um, he's really the only driver for colleague that has had troubles Um, They're going to try to get him going because, you know, he's coming off of a Final Four appearance. Uh, But anyways, a lot of things happened in the Xfinity race. Uh, The Cup race uh, was one to watch, that's for sure. And Martin Truex Jr. wins for Joe Gibbs Racing. So the second driver to win for Gibbs this season, Christopher Bell at the Daytona Road Course. And then Truex Jr. wins it at Phoenix. He leads 64 laps. Joey Logano really, I think, was the favorite to win this race. He led 143 laps, was dominant. Denny Hamlin led. He finished third, Brad Keselowski in fourth. Chase Elliott fifth. Um, those were the top five there. Uh, Kyle Larson seventh, a good run for him. Kevin Harvick kind of gets back on track with a sixth-place finish. Ben, thoughts on the race at Phoenix? Um, Any you finishers shock you? Big surprises. Um, and would you say that NASCAR is kind of back to normal you know we had larson and byron and bell and mcdowell some first-time winners um comeback story with kyle larson would you say that nascar is kind of getting back to normal as we see another joe gibbs driver go to victory lane
1: they talked about this on the broadcast uh, i think at one point the like six or seven of the top 10 were kind of the big names as they were put it so It was uh, Turex Larson, I think uh, Logano, I think Olapensky was up there, uh, most of Hendrick Motorsports. So nobody really surprising. uh, But yeah, Turex had a really fast car, kind of took him a bit. He was running about 15th by the end of stage one, and then stage two hit, and he just drove his way up through the field. Uh, Logano led the most uh, laps this weekend, but Turex gets him on a late race, lease start. so, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely, I guess, quote-unquote, getting back to normal. Um, but it's kind of interesting. So he, he's the fifth different race winner to start the season, but we really can't say that there's really a championship favorite, um, I think, from week to week. But we're going to kind of take a look at the regular season points in the playoff grid and uh, kind of see if we can pick somebody out. So right now, regular season points as they stand. Denny Hamlin, despite not having a win, has a 39-point 30 point advantage over Brad Kieslowski, and that's Joey Logano, Truex, and Larson in the top five. Um, it's pretty well uh, kind of a big gap. goes 39 points, 44, 56, and then 57 with Larson. Um, uh, Look at the regular season points, Bryson. I'm not sure I can really say that Hamlin even seems like a championship favorite. Um, I know in the playoff grid, he leads those that don't have a win but what do you think about this kind of contrast between the two
0: yeah you know i think that denny hamlin it's strange to you know kind of say he's at the top of the points but he did have a very dominant daytona you know and and what's strange to me chase Elliott, the defending champion sixth, 57 points back harvick 60 points back he's in seventh you know kurt bush minus 92 blaney minus 102 You know, I mean, and you see some of these drivers um, that you kind of go, man, they're kind of overachieving, like Michael McDowell or Christopher Bell or Ryan Priest. you know, who is 14th in points. Um, But, you know, I look down the grid and I see Alex Bowman. I think he's going to be a big mover um, in the rest of the season. I think, like we kind of talked about it before the show, what has kind of made this big discrepancy in points, this big deficit for a lot of drivers is – that the season has started at interesting places, right? So Daytona, they're oval. Then they went to the road course. Then they went to Homestead. So those are three, you know, unique tracks back-to-back-to-back. So I don't think a lot of these drivers who are not good at Daytona or wrecked at Daytona, wrecked at the road course, you know, they're not able to get that momentum and that confidence. And I think that's, that's what we're seeing right now. I think as the season goes on, the championship favorite will rise up, but I I don't think it's Denny Hamlin. You know, what I mean, you you look at the playoff grid: Truex, Larson, Bell, Byron. They're all locked in. But yeah, to your point, Hamlin is plus one twenty six, Keselowski plus eighty seven, Logano plus eighty two, Elliott plus sixty nine, Harvick plus sixty six. And and I think as we go on, we will see a championship favorite. But no, Denny Hamlin is not a favorite right now, at least in my opinion
1: make a good point about momentum and trying to just come back from a bad finish. Um, this again, I think we've talked about in previous episodes, no practice, no qualifying. You have a couple bad races and you're starting in the back and that just breeds more trouble for you throughout the race, not being able to get up front. And it's just a lot harder from the start. You know, if you unload off the truck, not well, in the beginning of the race, it could take you a whole stage. Like I said earlier, Martin Truex was running about 15th and made some good adjustments, drove up to the field and won the race. Kyle Busch has really struggled with the no practice. It was the same way last season. Uh, I think Penske was really good off the bat. Um, And I think just as the run went on, I think Joe Gibbs has always been really good about staying ahead of the track as far as what adjustments you need um, with the temperature changing and everything. But, I mean, look at Stuart Haas Racing. We talked about it last week. Kevin Harvick, you know, he had a good run at Phoenix, but it's not his usual domination. Um, further down, look at Almirola in 26. At this point in the season, I think he had a couple different top tens, probably some top fives. Was doing pretty well points-wise. Reddick 27th. He had a really good run at Homestead. And DiBenedetto, just unfortunate. He sits 28th. I think if these guys had some more practice in qualifying, to help them kind of get a better start off the race, it'd be a lot better. But it's just not how the season can be playing out. And just the inconsistent way of not having a regular weekend schedule is definitely a big difference, in my opinion.
0: Ben, who do you think is going to be the biggest mover? I think, you know, I have a couple that I have some eye at my eye on when it comes to who I think can move up in the points as the season goes on. And I think, you know, you got to look at Kyle Busch, who currently sits – 15th in points regular season points uh, he's minus 121 back to Hamlin and he's only plus five over the cut line in the playoff grid and Alex Bowman is below the playoff grid in both the regular season he's 17th and he's 17th in the uh playoff grid minus three and then Bubba Wallace also uh, at 19th minus 18 excuse me minus 16. On the playoff grid, some big names uh, near or below the cut line, Ben. Who do you think is going to make up the most ground uh, in the next couple weeks and the rest of the season?
1: I'd say as far as who's kind of at the back half of the playoff grid, Kyle Bush definitely has the most potential if he can work on getting his setups better when they load off the truck. Um, but, I mean... Kind of answering the question a little bit different way. I think personally, since Turex already has that first win and we're still waiting for guys like Hamlin, Kozlowski, Logano, Harvick to break out and get a win, I think Turex can really run away and click off a couple more wins. We've seen how competitive he gets once he gets his first win of the season. He can go on a string. Um, He's pretty good at Atlanta. He's always good at the mile and a half. That's kind of been his you know, specialty for the past few years. So I think he can really extend his lead in this playoff grid coming up.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Almirola to get things going uh, later on. You know, he, he had a really good season last year, didn't have really a good start, but he started to get it going about midway through the season. So I expect Almarola to start getting top 10s. Uh, and, and leading laps like he did last year because he had a really good season last year. Um, and, you know, I also think Dia Benedetto will get it together. He's he's gotten fast cars the last two weekends, just mistakes have put him back, have shuffled him back a little bit. But I think uh, Almirola Dia Benedetto will definitely get it together. Um, but I do agree with you on uh, the Kyle Busch point. Uh, I do think Kyle Busch will. Maybe get a win or two, and he'll start putting things together as well.
1: So, kind of going back to Phoenix and everything, we saw another display of the PJ one on the top grooves of both one and two and three and four. I'm still not quite sold on it. Um, you know, it, it's cool to see the you know run up kind of by the wall. I noticed a lot of guys were kind of diving it in there and they kind of make a mid-entry, they drift up to the wall, and they make a late apex, and they go below uh, where the PJ1 is on, on the yellow line. You know, I, I wish they would they would put this application to use to make the lanes even so you can have a choice versus all they're really doing, in my opinion, is just moving how dominant the bottom was to the top. I think it was still a one groove racetrack. Like you really can't enter on the bottom and expect to make progress unless you absolutely send it down there and go below the apron and try to slide up. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think they need to just keep caking on the PJ one or should they try to just lighten it up and make it more even with the bottom?
0: Yeah, I, I do think it should be more even. I think multiple lane racing is, is what makes NASCAR great. That's what Homestead does to perfection. Almost. um, Multiple grooves. You know, I I do think that the PJ1 kind of overpowered the top this weekend. Uh, That's what it normally does. Makes one lane pretty dominant. You can get on that lane and pretty much pass anybody. The grip is there. But, you know, if you get out of it, you're going to fall back a couple spots. And I I think that the PJ1 shouldn't be as heavy. Maybe they can spread it around more on the track. Some up top, some down low. Uh, but I really do think that uh, they need to fix something with the PJ1 because it's getting to where uh, the racing is just single file. Not a lot of passing can be made. And and I think that's what we saw at Phoenix. You know, on the late restart, there was a lot of bumping and shoving and cars going in the wall because everybody's trying to get up to the top where the PJ1 is to get a run. Uh, it, it's just not sustainable uh, for teams. So uh, my, my thoughts on it is that uh, it needs to be spread around a little bit more because it's making racing uh, a, a little bit too much of a one-lane show. That's not how it should be.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what they're trying to combat with bringing cars up off the bottom, but instead of making it even with the top and bottom, so you have a choice, um, however your car works, it's just everybody runs the top. And the restarts at Phoenix are always really exciting. We, you can cut the dog leg, but two or three laps in, everybody's just back single file, kind of like what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what's been the problem with NASCAR is that the racing's not competitive, and sadly, the PJ1 um, promotes single-file racing, like you said. Yeah, the, the restarts are great, uh, you know, and, and we've seen it. We've had some overtime finishes in the Xfinity Series with the championship last year, um, and, and it was great for the two laps. You know, that was the best racing of the whole season, but if you're a fan like me, you don't want to see that good racing for just two or three laps. You want to see it the whole race. So I think PJ1 should be um, you know, a little more even because it's not the best product that NASCAR can put out. And I think if they did that, there's multiple lines to run. Um, it, it would make the racing so much better.
1: Well, let's move on to uh, some more Bristol Dirt news. It just keeps rolling on as we are now... That is coming up after Atlanta. So Truex coming off his win, Phoenix is going to be running for KBM. That's uh, really cool to see. He hasn't ran in the trucks I think since like 2006 or maybe it was even the 90s or something like that. Um,
0: yeah, Truex doesn't have many starts in the trucks, so you know it'll it'll be pretty cool to see uh, what what he has for KBM. Uh, ben, so Nice hints at Kyle Larson running for them. They put an Instagram post up today. And they said, "Hey, guess who's going to be running dirt with us?" They, of course, they didn't show who it was, but it looks like Kyle Larson. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on this? Kyle Larson may be coming to Nice to run the trucks at Bristol. I, I, I think if he gets out there, we you definitely have a favorite to win that race.
1: Yeah, he was always really good when he ran Eldora, so I'd imagine he'll be a, quite the heavy hitter. But I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of Cup guys in here. Um, I can't remember last time there were so many Cup guys. Running in one race, probably since the days before the Kyle Busch rule in the Xfinity series. So,
0: um, so next up, Stuart Friesen's wife, Jessica Friesen, will make a start in a second Homar Friesen Racing entry at the Bristol Dirt Track. Uh, she is a very capable driver. She's been doing uh, dirt racing uh, almost her whole life, um, and man, this is going to be really cool for that small team. Palmar Freese, so what are your expectations uh, for her in her first race, Ben?
1: Yeah, I can't say I have a solid opinion on that, but it'll be cool to see a husband and wife racing out there, R- run for the same team as well. So I have to see if there's any uh, drama that comes out of head from those two.
0: Yeah, hopefully they don't uh, wreck each other like Ricky Stenhouse and Danica Patrick did <laughs> years ago. Um, hopefully that will not happen out on the track. Um, also next, Mike Millar. Uh, to run the Bristol Dirt for MBM in the 66 and Cup. So Mike Millar uh, is a dirt racer um, coming over. I think that's our third or fourth running in the Cup Series. Man, this is really good for uh, the Cup Series, wouldn't you say, Ben, that, you know, continue different drivers from different walks of life are coming to run uh, at this Bristol Dirt Race. I think it's pretty cool to see worlds collide.
1: Yeah, I agree. This was something we saw in El Dora for several years in the truck, and we continue to see with the Bristol Dirt Race and uh, Knoxville when that's going to be coming up later in the year for them. So,
0: so news for Atlanta. We moved from Bristol to the Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. We got some news in truck, and Xfinity, and Cup. Uh, but first up, 60-year-old Bill Lester will return to race at the same track atlanta motor speedway as his historic cup start years ago he will drive a truck for david Gilliland racing at atlanta in the 17 cool to see um bill lester was a you know african american truck driver and he made he was the first african american to uh drive uh in the cup series one of the first ones uh, man, this is cool to see, Ben. I was a big Bill Lester fan uh, back in the day. Uh, maybe he can create some more magic this weekend, getting a victory lane.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool for sure. Um, and, no, he made an announcement a couple weeks ago that he was working on it. And who knows? I think he might have even hinted at that he'll be making another start. Um, and it's his first since 2007, which is pretty cool. And look at this. Martin Truex Jr. is getting... <laughs> More starts under his belt. Um, He'll be running the 54 this weekend in the Xfinity Series. Uh, Stanley will be the sponsor. I mean, he's got to be a favorite already. He hasn't ran in the Xfinity Series for quite some time as well. So, I mean, he's really doing some more throwback racing.
0: Man, you know, this is great. Um, Truex is a former Bush Series champion, back in the day when it was called that at least. But he's going to run in the Xfinity Series, his first start. Now that it has been called the Xfinity series, man, this is cool to see a big True X fan, uh, and you know he's going to run two races, two weeks in a row, with the Xfinity and Cup this weekend, and then truck and Xfinity or truck and Cup at uh, Bristol. Also, Austin Sendrick will return for Penske uh, in the Thirty Three to race Cup at Atlanta this weekend. Bet expectations for Sendrick, who ran well at Daytona in his first Cup career start.
1: I'm going to go off on a limb and say he's going to get a top 10. Uh, I think he's always been pretty good at Atlanta, whatever car he's or truck he races there. So I'm going to expect him to have a good run.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think he will run up front, but as we move into the show, wrap up three races this week, the truck series, Xfinity series, and cup series all at Atlanta. Ben, you have the floor first. Who's your pick for the truck race?
1: I'm going to go with Mr. Bossman, Kyle Bush. Going to get a little bit of vengeance after the Vegas drama he had and uh, get his first win of the season. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go with Austin Hill to win the truck race. At Atlanta last, ye- last year, he led an excess of 30 laps, so he was up front. He was the dominant truck. Late caution comes out, and Finger gets a great restart and wins that race. I don't think Austin Hill's going to let it happen again. He gets back on track this weekend for Hattori. The 16 will be in victory lane. Ben, who you got for the Xfinity Series race at Atlanta?
1: MTJ. Let's do it. Uh, First time in Xfinity car in a while. Why not go get a W for Joe Gibbs, the coach? I'm
0: going to go with the driver that has the most momentum going into this race ran well at Atlanta last year. He's doing double duty this weekend. Austin Sandrick gets it done in the Xfinity Series for his not one, not two, but his third win on the season. The defending champion will continue to roll. Ben, the main event, the Cup Series, who's your pick?
1: I'm gonna go with the guy currently leading the regular season in points, is going to get himself Locked in to the playoffs, will become the sixth different winner this year. Denny Hamlin.
0: You know, I'm a copy your pick for the Xfinity series. I'm going with MTJ. I think Martin Truex Jr. Uh, is going to make it two in a row. Uh, he ran well last year. Ran up front, won both stages. Uh, but Kevin Harvick was the winner. I think Martin Truex Jr. is going to get it done. Uh, just a refresher right now in the standings. Ben has one pick right, and I got on the board last weekend with Austin Sendrick. Uh, So we are tied all up at one. Uh, Ben, send us home. Wrap up the show for us.
1: That'll do it for this episode of the Burn It Out Racing Podcast. We'll be back next week to recap Atlanta and finally talk about the Bristol Dirt Race. It will be among us for the upcoming week be sure to follow me on social media ben walden it's neb underscore Nile on instagram and twitter
0: follow me bryson foster 259 on instagram we'll see you next time can't wait to talk to you guys some more